Hello and welcome to Cage Fighting. It's your main man Andy Gillard here. Hope you're all keeping well this winterval. Hello everybody, Matt Guy here. Ding dong merrily on my Christmas balls. We are well underway into Christmas. Just say something nice a bit. Jingle all the way. It's a good film and it's family friendly. No smut here. Hello everyone. There's always uh, plenty of, of smut here. Well, to be yeah. Fair. Are you one of these Stu that believe that sex has no place at Christmas? Very much like you know <laughs> when you've been when you've been in you know in a relationship as long as perhaps some of us have, then you know sex doesn't have a place at any point in the year. But <laughs> irrespective, irrespective of that, some people genuinely think that like there's, there, there is no time for smuttiness at Christmas. I remember there's there's like um on one of the episodes of Peep Show, Jez is like. It's Christmas, Mark. He, he, he makes a big deal of the fact that he he doesn't have sex at Christmas and he thinks it's a Christmas miracle. Well, you, you don't want to be uh, <laughs> the ones with the baby two backs on the uh, in front of the baby Jesus. You mean some things like that? Mm. It's all. I never really thought about it to be honest. But then again, hmm. I have slept under a Christmas tree before. I used to do that every year, just because because we had a real tree. It's like it like, smells all nice and everything, um, and obviously when I been out on the session, I used to sleep on my on my camp bed. But when the tree was there, I used to <laughs> get a pillow and just sleep underneath it, just so they got the essence of the Christmas tree. There, there was none of that in my house because there was always an ornamental display of the baby Jesus and <laughs> and everything else under the tree, so there was no room for uh, young me to to relax under the tree. Sadly. Yeah, this has been, but there's been no no fornication under uh, under the pine leaves at all. So yeah, that's a weird. We can put the poll out about this because this is I've never considered this in my entire life. What having sex under a Christmas tree? No, how <laughs> how is it? It's banned at Christmas time because it's special. Why would it be? Because it's a time of innocence. I'm guessing people think. You know, a time of, of, of festivities, not frolicking. A time for believing. He's giving old Chris, Cliff Richard now. Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> And he definitely hasn't had sex at Christmas, or ever. Mm. Well, mm. With, with certain members of the public, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a joke to be made there, but then we might have to cancel the podcast. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, moving on. We'll have a quick look at what's been released recently. Um, in the cinemas, there's not really been a massive amount of like Christmas-related films which have been released. Apart from the one this week, which is Violent Night, starring Hopper from Stranger Things, David Harbour. Um, this is probably the only real Christmassy film being released in the cinema for 2022. A group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy wealthy family. Santa Claus must step in to save the day and Christmas. The trailers make it look very much like the Cage and Kidman film that we watched this year, Trespass. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping it's better than that, but also as fun as that one. Um, Stu, Violent Night, excited much? Absolutely. <laughs> I know when we learned about it halfway through the year, and I thought, oh, this is nailed on. I mean, at, that, at that time, we didn't know did we, if it was going to be um, cinema or VOD. Mm. Um, so either way, it was always going to be watched. Um, and I, I said to you in there that this could be our, 
our Christmas date night for the year after the success of last Christmas a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I'm all in on this one. I can't wait. I mean, it's it's the right kind of th- silliness that you need at Christmas. That not Christmas films that take themselves way too seriously. Because why would you want to do that? It's, you're supposed to be enjoying yourself. This looks ridiculous, and that's all you need. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, Matt, do you like David Harbour? I mean, he was great in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, he was. And thank God he's cast in this because this has all the makings of a Channel 5, you know, no mm. no budget, no excitement film. But the fact that he's in it will draw is enough to draw me in at least for it. But I'm not got particularly high hopes for it, if I'm brutally <laughs> honest. Um, that being said, you know, um, I, I would like to be pleasantly surprised, but I mean, I know you're going to, you're going to ask us the question anyway in a minute, but <laughs> horror and horror and Christmas is just a weird combo that I'm not entirely sure works. Um, mm. or at least not for me. So, um, I'm on, I'm on the fence about this one until much like our conversation, uh, about Wednesday, you want to? I want to hear somebody else's review first before I delve in. Okay, I get you. I get you. Um, so this is from the director who also did Dead Snow Two, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, um, the first Dead Snow. Like he's got, he's got previous when it comes to schlocky, silly, fun horror movies. Um, like it'll probably end up with maybe a five point four on IMDb, and people will either <laughs> love it or hate it, and absolutely nothing in between. But as you pointed out, Matt, the fact that it's got Hop in there, like I'm, I'm all for it. Just like any time I get a chance to see Harbour in anything, he's become one of those actors for me that I'm quite happy to sit through anything he stars in. So I'm very much looking forward to this one. Even Black Widow. Even Black Widow. I mean. Flo was in that as well, so like it was two for the price of one, to be fair. <laughs> uh, right, so Violent Night being the biggest release, it's a good time to talk about horror at Christmas time. Stu, what is it about horror at Christmas? So the kids have got the Grinch, the adults have got the child kidnapping Krampus. Why does horror work at Christmas, or doesn't it, for you? What, what do you think? I think it goes back to a bit like when we talked around about the... the the silly goth Christmas series Halloween. Um, <laughs> when we were talking then about how horror and comedy shouldn't technically work together, but yeah, it does in its own kind of weird genre. This is very similar to that, I think, where you've got something that you're supposed to be full of happiness and fun and enjoyment mm. mashed together with something that's horrific and evil and like that. So I think it's kind of the, the old opposites attract kind of formula where two things put together shouldn't work, but they just do. You can't explain yeah. it. But most of these of all, well, not all of them, the vast majority of them are kind of comedies as well. Yeah. There, ain't, there ain't many. No, there are. I mean, there's, there is bound to be like proper horror, horror Christmas films well, set at Christmas, but the good ones that I've seen, are more towards the silly side. And mm-hmm. I think that works more because of the whole festivities and the festive season of it all. But again, I, I'm struggling to find a reason why it does work because it's just one of them things that you can't explain. Yeah, I, I sort of agree. I think 
the point you were getting at about the fact that they they're so disparate, they're so different, and it's the case of having two things next to each other, which are you've got the north and the south, and it's attracted oh. to each other. Yeah. Um, so you, you've got the attraction of them being complete opposites to each other. Christmas should be about safety and fun and happiness, and horror is obviously about not that. So it's the... Like, I'm a fan of Hitchcock, and I think Hitchcock always did those films where it was about having exciting and scary things in places where it was just supposed to be quite sanitised. So a murder at a theme park, for example. Like, it's sanitised scares, but a real scare in there. And I think that's what works with Christmas for me, is you've got the sanitised safety with this real element of fear. And I think that's what works, is that it, it takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. Matt, you don't look like you agree at all. No, uh, I was stifling uh, a yawn there, not because of what you were saying. However, I'm just quite late at night and I'm quite tired. Um, <laughs> I, I think the issue I have with Christmas and horror is, you know, horror has to be, for the most part, because Santa, sadly, isn't real. And the spoiler alert to anybody listening. <laughs> um, we, have to, we have to compare horror to your more monsters and aliens and everything else, as opposed to horrors about just home invaders, which I suppose Santa is. Um, and so there has, you know, there, there has to be an, for, for these films to be scary, there's got to be a suspension of disbelief. Do you know what I mean? Because actually if someone's burgling you and is going to murder you, that actually could happen in your home. So that's scary in itself. But in terms of like monster films and stuff, there's got to be a suspension of disbelief to allow yourself to be scared. But when it comes to like Christmas and Santa and evil Santa and evil little monsters, like elves and like, it's so silly. There's zero sus- element of <laughs> suspension of disbelief. And therefore it's not a horror film. It's a comedy horror film. And mm. that's not, that's a different thing altogether. So that's why I don't think really com- horror and comedy really, uh, sorry, horror and Christmas really work that well together. I'd rather, and if if it's going to unintentionally be funny, I'd rather just watch a comedy instead than watch okay. something that's a bit. It's not trying to be funny, and it is funny, and now I pity it. Do, do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, Gremlins very much leans into the fact that it's stupid, and it never portrays itself as a horror film. It, it knows that it's a comedy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas, you know, there are certain films that I've seen, you know, you know, this, you only need to tell from violent night poster that it's not going <laughs> to take itself seriously as like a horror mm-hmm. because it's, you know, and I think s- certain films do try and take themselves seriously, but by proxy, it's even more laughable because it's just not, there's no peril. Like it, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's laughable. What, what, what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get you. Mm. So, Stu, what is the best Christmas horror? And it can be horror, horror, it can be comedy horror, whatever you want. I mean, he's just mentioned the obvious one there, Gremlins, because it's not horror, for, it's not scary for us, but you, you, I remember watching this and I, I, saying to Ethan when he was probably, what, about eight, seven or eight, I went, oh, let's watch Gremlins. <laughs> he fucked him up, he terrified him. He <laughs> thought... I know we spoke about it before about the the legacy of Gremlins and everyone having like a little Mogwai backpack, well, girls having Mogwai backpacks. 
and it kind of having a life of its own. And I'm guessing kids, the kids of today, <laughs> would have no problem with it. Um, but I was thinking about. It. I mean, this Krampus that was released a few years ago was I strangely enjoyed that one. Yeah, me too. But the first one that I thought about was a, it's literally called a Christmas horror story. Another with, one, yeah, yeah, amazingly, with William Shatner <laughs> as a as a radio host, and again, that's got your suspension of dis- disbelief. With it. There, here we are in IMDb, it says interwoven stories that take place on Christmas Eve, as told by one festive radio host. So you've got a load of p- different things. You have got families with a Christmas tree and different student documentary become a living nightmare, Christmas spirits. There's stuff in there that are actually quite dark, but it just works. And again, don't really know why. And again, what's it, what scores he got? Probably a five, I'm guessing, because they all tend to. Yeah, 5.8. Exactly what you want. Perfect. That's you, the idea. You're not going to get a 10 out of 10 for this kind of thing, are you? And I, I'd, I'd be amazed if there is any... Christmas films at all in the top 250? I don't think there is off the top of my head, but there must be some there or thereabouts. Matt, is there a, a, a top horror for yourself? Um, well, apart from the obvious being Gremlins, which isn't, isn't horror itself, there is a film directed um, by Paul Fag, uh starring um, Amelia Clark. Um, that <laughs> is my top. Well, I mean, it, it was horrifying, if that makes any sense to you. Uh, and that is Last Christmas because that really did um, want to put me in an early grave. <laughs> what a film! <laughs> Obviously, Go listen to that yeah, if you haven't already. I was going to say it's in the uh, the archives if you want to listen to us discuss that one. That was um, something else. <laughs> um. I'd got two, like I'd got one which was a serious horror film and one which was a comedy horror film. The comedy horror film is Anna and the Apocalypse, um, which is a mm. zombie Christmas musical film. It's it's really silly. It's really funny. It's really low budget, but it doesn't take away from the fact that the songs are actually quite well written, um, which isn't what I would have expected for something which was clearly put together with 50 quid. Like it, it doesn't look great, but it is fun nonetheless, and that's what you want from your comedy Christmas horror. The serious one is Black Christmas, and specifically the original nineteen seventy four uh. one starring Margot Kidder. That's a legitimately really good horror movie about a home invasion where he starts bumping off these sorority sisters one by one. So this really is a re- this is the rare one where I liked the remake more than the original. Well, there's been two remakes, and I know I've seen one of them, but I, for the life of me, I think it might be the 2006 one I saw, but I haven't seen the 2019 one. Yeah, um, it was that one, the last one. Okay. Yeah, I've seen the one, and it was dog shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the first one is is fantastic. It's like, it's held up as like a really good horror movie, generally, not just sort of like Christmas horror. So, yeah, check that one out. I think that's uh, that's one for everyone to watch. Right, so that's another episode of the Christmas Cast Quick Question Minnesota done and dusted. Uh, please make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcatcher you've got and get us on the socials at Cage Fighting Pod. Emails to cagefightingpod at gmail.com.
Uh, Matt, would you like to say goodbye? Take it easy, Take it easy. I've been on the eggnog. Take it easy, everybody. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Check in on your pals and enjoy the festivities. Stu, what do you want to say goodbye? What is eggnog? Uh, it's rum and nog. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I think it's like cream and I think it's cream, rum and something else. I don't even know if there is actually egg in it. You can be drinking egg, can you? Surely not. I wouldn't have thought so. It's hmm. funny because this year gone by was the first year that I doubled down on trying a pumpkin spice latte around <laughs> horror time. And I must admit, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Never had one before. Mm. And I thought it was amazing. And I'm now being told that, like, you're moving into eggnog coffee season. And, yes. like, that's another thing that I'm I'm going to go two-footed on. Yeah. Um, Starbucks do an eggnog latte. And it's the best thing in the world. Really? But it's also about 300 calories for a small one. Hey, but it, it is fantastic. Right, the ingredients are milk, cream, sugar, whipped egg whites, egg yolks, and nutmeg. So I'm going to get swole. It's like a protein shake. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I've never tried. I've only ever tried it in latte, and that latte is phenomenal. I mean, but that, it's also horrendous. That doesn't sound appealing, really. Um, as someone who doesn't like egg anyway. <laughs> um, but then I eat cake, so is it more ca- is it more liquid cake than egg? It's custody, mm. and then you've got like nutmeg and cinnamon and stuff in it as mm. well. Sounds yeah, great. a bit like mm. Bailey's. I mean, drink, like drinking Bailey's at Christmas, which you always do anyway. Um, hmm. yeah, slightly intrigued now. Might have to put a video out on the, on the social for this. Get to um, Starbucks at um, Cineworld next time you're in there and, and treat yourself. Maybe for what with this film. Maybe we'll get one then. There you go. There you go. We'll do that. It all links together. Goodbye, everyone. It's goodbye from me. And remember, be excellent to each other.